Water Banter. Boom, and we are live with another episode of the Brown Water Banter Podcast. My name is Jared Seymour. My name is Joey Cates. That's right, and we got a great show lined up for you this evening, man. We have Eli Underhill in the studio from uh, Underhill's Circle Hook Distilling, uh, located here in, on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, uh, doing rum. We're going to talk about rum this evening. That's kind of a new thing for us. We haven't covered that yet. The other uh, brown liquor. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we might talk about pirates. I don't know. I don't know yeah. where the conversation is going to go. Could, Colonial could spirit. Colonial, Colonial spirit. spirit. All right. All right. All right. We're going to get into it. But before we do, like we always do, we're going to thank the people who keep the lights on for us here at the Brownwater Studios. Right out of the gate, <clears throat> our good buddy, Dr. Robbie Williams over at Southern Magnolia Smiles, man. 2023 is about to wrap up, but it's still the year to keep your mouth clean. So when you need to make that appointment, you can hit them up on the socials at Southern Magnolia Smiles on Facebook and Instagram. And when you're ready to book that appointment, uh, give them a shout at 228-215-1202. Book that appointment and tell them that we sent you. Our buddy Tyler over at Taylor & Cox Law Firm, man. They've been practicing law in Pascagoula for 30 years. They come highly recommended in their field. Uh, they represent Jackson County, George County, Greene County, and the Mississippi Gulf Coast. If you find yourself in need for legal representation for any reason, give them a shout at 228-696-0111. They specialize in all the things that you may need. Uh, felonies, misdemeanors, DUIs, family law, divorce, child custody, um, any number of things. You need legal representation, you want Taylor and Cox on your side. And we also want to thank them for sponsoring the Brownwater Banter app. They sponsored it for the uh, pretty much ha- the, the whole year, half the year. They yeah, it was a good six months. <clears throat> good yeah, big chunk. Months. So we yeah. appreciate that support as well. Uh, moving along, we have uh, Rocky over at Sea to Swamp. You can look them up on Facebook, see the number two and then Swamp. Uh, he's got two locations in Gautier and Gulfport. He's got all your tackle and apparel needs covered. Carrying brownwater gear as well. Uh, doing reel repair. I mean, if you need a reel, you need a rod, you need a kayak, uh, Rocky has got you covered. He's got the uh, oops, he's got the extra tough boots. He's got, uh, there's the kayak there. That's slinging that out of his go- uh, Biloxi. He's uh, got a tournament this weekend. The Fishman's this tournament. This Saturday. All right, yeah, and that's a, uh, that's a tournament that he does yearly to raise money. Um, actually, like donates toys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people donate toys, and they donate it to families in need. So it's a great cause. And uh, go go check him out. Um, fish the tournament, man, and support. Yep. Our uh, buddy Kendrick over at Forever Young Men and Women's Health. You can also look them up on Facebook. If you find yourself, it's December. January's right around the corner. Everybody's New Year's resolutions. Everybody's about to make that commitment to get back into the gym. Well, you may be feeling a little lazy. You may be feeling like a big turd, and you can't get off the couch. If that's you, go to Forever Young Men and Women's Health. Make an appointment. By doing so, just call 228-363-6623. Book that appointment. Put your care in the hands of a professional. Let them run some lab work on you. Check out your vitamins. Check out your hormones. You may need testosterone replacement. You may, you may be vitamin deficient. Kendrick can figure it out, get you back on track to uh, to get uh, you know that 24 beach bod in the works. Get rid of that dad bod like you still, that. You, you think you can get your, your nah, beach bod? No, nah, I've okay. given up. All I've right. given up completely. <laughs> but that's just me. That's just me. That's not it's not nothing to do with Kendrick. Uh, and rounding out the uh, the sponsors here, uh, Randy Bosarge, man, representing Jackson County District Supervisor. Uh, we appreciate him. He he banged out the year, the end of the year with us after the election cycle. Uh, we're gonna get him back on after the first of the year and talk about uh, the continued progression of Jackson County, and uh, we're very happy about that because it's growing. It's definitely growing. It's growing. Beat you again? Yep, you beat me. Sweet. Okay, good. Um, Eli, thank you for uh, stopping by. 
this evening and chatting with us, man. Like I mentioned in the intro, we haven't covered anything that I'm aware of, Joey, about rum. No. At all. Uh, so uh, we're going to be yeah. rum noobs. Yeah. I hope you're pleasantly surprised. Yes. yes. Uh, and, and right out of the gate, I've, I've, I've drank rum before. Not a huge rum drinker. Uh, but I'm very much supportive of anything that's going on down here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And I um, can't wait to jump in and check out some of the stuff that you brought uh, here on the table. Okay. We, always, we always like to tell, take people from the backstory. So what, what, where do you come from? Were you born here? What's your trade? How did you get into uh, you know, distilling of the spirits? Uh, I was born and raised in Santa Barbara, California. Okay. okay. Um, my father was born in California. Mother was born in California parents uh, my great-grandparents actually moved to pasadena in the 1800s mm. before that on both sides of my family great-grandparents moved to red bluff california so i'm a californian yeah please don't hold it no me. no <laughs> we had a little bit of a chat beforehand i might would have placed my bets differently had i known that little factoid uh, well, but, I, but I, glad I, to know that you're uh one of the good ones i i <laughs> right. I'm, I'm fond of telling people that i'm a refugee from a socialist republic <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way that's a good way to describe it and apparently there's a lot of those flooding everybody talks about the southern border nobody's talking about what would that be the west coast border oh yeah they're yeah. flooding from the west coast border <laughs> and coming across you know so good to have you yeah thanks but uh so other than that how'd you end up down here uh well uh my wife amy Okay. Is, uh, from Gulfport. Okay. She was born and raised down here. Right. So uh, we, it's a, it's a long story. Go ahead. We got a lot of time. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was born and raised in California and I was just drawn to the ocean there from an early age. I started working on boats off the West Coast, fishing boats primarily, right. sports fishing boats, larger ones, 50, mm-hmm. 60 footers, and an 80 footer in there too, and diving. Remember the the conception, the conception fire, the one that killed a bunch of people. Uh huh. Yeah, burnt down. It's a terrible story. Killed mm-hmm. thirty four people. Anyway, that's I worked on the conception. Really? The vision. Yeah, that's that's all scuba diving. Yeah. You know, I was free diving out there when I was fifteen years old in the Channel Islands. Okay. Mm, so I grew up. I just have these wonderful memories of my father taking the entire family fishing out to the Channel Islands. Uh huh. On these sport boats. Yeah. And catching all sorts of different exotic species. Um. A lot of biodiversity out there on the waters. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Uh, I fell in love with the ocean in an early age. And by the time I was 19, I'd accumulated so much sea time, I was able to apply for a 100-ton master's license. And so by the age of 20, I had my 100-ton license, and I went to work for Tidewater. Yeah. Working out on the rigs in the West Coast. And um, worked for two years. Were you running a crew boat? Were you? Yeah, okay. 110-foot crew boat. Right. Triple screw. Yeah. Uh, out there in the Pacific. And, uh, you know, I happened, uh, just happened to have some friends that I'd worked with that went to work in the Gulf of Mexico, working in the oil fields of the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. So I kind of followed their path and went to work for the same company they, they did in Morgan City, Louisiana. Yeah. By the time I was 23 and started running the Atchafalaya River. Okay. That's good stuff. Yeah. And then, um, well, when I was 23, I ended up meeting a fellow named Dale who was a commercial fisherman from Alaska. Right. And we met in Cameron, Louisiana, uh, running to a rig off the coast there. And he said, man, Eli, if you love fishing, you have got to come up to Alaska. I said, okay, well, yeah, I love fishing. He says, look, tell you what, I need a crew member for my Bristol Bay operation next summer. Why don't you come on up? So I did. I took a leave of absence from that company and went up and fished my first year, 1997 in Alaska. 
What halibut, crab? What were y'all doing? We were gillnetting for sockeye in Bristol Bay. Wow, that was the first first job, and it's just like I don't know. If, so you ever get those bumper boats in like an amusement park? Yeah, yeah. That's gillnetting Bristol Bay. <laughs> I mean, it's is crazy. everybody running in? Yeah, there, man, I was I was <laughs> fishing in the West Coast. Like I was working with a man named Robbie Church, where we were live fishing, and we would catch fish. California sheepshead he'd keep him alive on these giant tanks on his boat and we'd sell them to the markets in Los Angeles there's Chinese restaurants that would keep these fish in giant aquariums in their restaurants and their patrons would come in oh, I want that fish right there and I said okay and they'd scoop it out yeah five bucks a pound in like 1991 wow. oh wow uh, yeah it was, it was, you said it was a California sheepshead those are yeah. the black ones right well With the big red head on it look at thing they're all born female yeah and then they change through conditions and they get big and they get the big knot Not on their head teeth and yeah. the red white and black they look cool okay and prim the market primarily wanted the little ones the small females that were you know red pink mm, colors. probably look better in the tank maybe or oh, something. those big ones are hard to keep alive ah they're just beasts yeah. Yeah. bruisers man these things would get you know 25 pounds chewing up sea urchins on the bottom they're incredible fish delicious mm. too yeah mm. Mm. So, the the, the uh, sheep's head around here are starting to become a little more popular the, oh the yeah base snapper. people are figuring them out yeah yeah are figuring well, it out. all depends on how you cook them <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well see when we were going up my grandpa black drum sheep's head all that was crab bait you know what i'm saying throw it back over put it in the crab trap that yeah was the blue crab thing. trap right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um so i went up to alaska the first time and um got a job in this bristol bay operation and we it had a great time it was a lot of fun uh, a lot of stories anyway after that season was ending, a news announcement came across. There's one radio station up there. It's mm -hmm. public radio. And all the announcements were made. There's small native villages along that Bristol Bay coast. And, you know, people are singing happy birthday to a much belated happy birthday to my cousin, you know. And right. Sing happy birthday over the radio. It was entertainment, really. But there was also job opportunities that would come up. Skiff man needed in Prince William Sound for the Persane season. And I ended up calling on a satellite phone on a net barge where we stored extra nets and um, ended up getting the job over the phone. Wow. And flew to Prince William Sound and saw salmon saning for the first time oh, when okay. I was 23. Okay. And I, I, I just, it, it's like, you know, a man dying of thirst in the desert and wandering into an oasis. Yeah. How, how, uh, how beautiful is it up there? What's that? What does that look like? I've seen pictures. Never been. Well. It's hard to describe. Yeah. Uh, just because there's just so much wilderness. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's no freeways. There's no yeah. power lines. It's untouched. Yeah. It, it, it's like when you, you can pick almost anywhere in the wilderness out there and step off a boat and onto the beach. And it's like you're the first person that ever stepped foot there. Yeah. And um, wildlife rules. Oh, yeah. 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 Bears. Yeah. Yeah. Big mm -hmm. bears. Yeah. You're not the top of the food chain. No. Sure. <laughs> not even, not even close. No. no yeah. You got to be very respectful. Yeah. Right. Of that place. Cause it is hard country. Mm -hmm. I bet. Mm -hmm. uh, something just hit me, Joey, the, a mistake that we've made before when we've had the liquor type guests before we wait 30, 40 oh, minutes to the in the end. conversation before we crack the bottle on the first one. Can we start drinking? Let's yes. do that. Oh, yes. Because yeah. we've made that mistake. It just hit me. I'm like, can you remember what you do? Yes. We do this every time. Let's 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 pick one of the whatever one you say we start with. I don't know. And and yeah, whatever <laughs> one. You tell us. You, you mean your money, Mo. Here, yeah. just let's try, take try, this. Try one. that one. First. All right. So this describe is... that and then we'll get back into the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that is our original realm. Oh, you see the red fish in there? 
in the back. Oh, yeah. You see the redfish yep. in the back. Co- yep. Turn it a little bit more to the other. There you go. Keep going. Keep going right there. Look at that. That is cool as shit. I did not notice that until you told us right before we, we went live. That is a really cool addition to the bottle. You got the Mississippi sticker on it. What's this one right here? Oh, we've won medals. Denver Intermountain. Oh, it's a gold medal. Yeah, we've won medals. Gold this, medal. That was this year in 2023. That's um, what I'm talking about. So this is a, it's a blended rum, or it's a, it's a balanced rum, I'd like to call it. Aged in New American Oak Barrels. There's no additives, no flavoring, no sugar. Okay. Rum right out of the barrel. And it's not aged very long. It smells good. Only it smells a year. Good, yeah. Um, it's a good sipping rum. It, that's what I was going to ask. Now, these rums... I'm guessing they're sipping rums. Do they make a mixing rum? Is there? Well, that's a sipping rum that mixes well. Okay, <laughs> so it's a jack of all trades. Huh? Yeah, that's right. This this one here is a, you know, that's a mixing rum that also sips. All right, let's try it out. <laughs> but this would be considered a dark rum, I'm guessing. Yeah, the, yeah. Co- the color comes from the barrel the extraction. That's good. That is good. Like I said, I'm not a big I'm not a big rum drinker, but I like that. Now what? Can you break us down for uh, we're, we're the we're the trashy bourbon guys, yes. and the beer guys. Break it down for us on the rum. There's there's cl- there's clear, obviously, right? The there's the darkers. Is there multiple darks or is, how does that work? Mm, well, rum is rum right when it comes out of the still. Okay, um, and then there's all sorts of different iterations iterations of it. It okay. can be um, you can put you know burnt caramel in it. You can mm-hmm. put vanilla. You can put Almond extract. You can do Sailor Jerry, spiced. You name it. Yeah, yeah spice yeah. rum. That's probably what most people were. I would think, right? The, the average guy would be used to Captain Morgan, right? Right. Yeah, spiced yeah. rum. Captain right. You know, like, yeah. There's Bacardi, which is more like a vodka right. Right, than a rum. Uh, so, <laughs> really? Yeah. Really. Okay. It, you know, the the rum to me is it's by definition the TTB is made from the sugar cane plant. So a rum is derived off of cane sugar. Molasses, yeah. cane syrup, cane juice, and um, that's it. That's the designation. We got a good question right out of the gate. We had a couple comments coming in too. I've been kind of flashing them across the screen. Uh, where is that right here? Dan wants to know where is it sold. That's a good. That's a good thing to throw out early. Where can they buy it if they want to try what we're sipping on here this evening? Uh, well, you can go on to uh, our website, CircleHookDistilling.com, and we have a where to find. Okay. And you can just enter in your address, and it'll take it take you to the closest liquor store. Oh. Yo, Joe, you keep rolling. I'm going to pull that up and drop yeah. it in the comments so they don't even have so, to look so it up. So getting we got we got off the fishing story, right? You mm. got you got over the salmon country. Oh, I and loved in, it, right? I fell in love with that place immediately. Imagine being 23 years old and like just wandering into paradise. Right. And I wanted to stay. I was in a little town called Cordova, right, Alaska, which is in Prince William Sound. And I had opportunity to stay. But I took a look around. It was pretty hard country. And I decided that I needed some money yeah. to really cement myself up there. Right. So... You know, I went back down to Seattle, had an apartment there at the time, and got to work. Went back to work in the oil field and started saving money. Right. And upgraded my license from 100 ton to 500 ton. Uh, went to work for Edison Schwest, which was a, that was, love that company, by the way. Yeah, I've heard people. that name, oh, Schwest, yeah. Great company. Um, And um, they, uh, you know, they, they took me up through the ranks on their work boats, and uh, I ended up renting an apartment in this place called Sitka, Alaska, which was probably the most beautiful place that I'd seen yeah. in Alaska. It was Sitka It's just right on the Pacific on an island, small island community, 14 miles of paved road, and I uh, rented an apartment sight unseen, shipped all my stuff up from California, 
and it arrived at a buddy in town, Dale, that I met in uh, Cameron. He moved all the stuff into my apartment for me. I, I didn't see that apartment for three months. Wow. I was renting, renting it for you, three months like, before I saw it. You just, you just went on adventures when you were younger, just on the whim, huh? Wow, what's, yeah. What's life is about, but That's for living. Second. Right, yeah. right. You just took it on a chance man. and just jumped. Man, when you're, yeah, why not, man? <laughs> you only got one shot, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Go well, for and, it. and the and the country he was in, I say country was Alaska, but like the ter- the place you were working is beautiful. I've seen my dad worked in Alaska yeah, for a yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Seen lots of pictures, looked at a lot of different things, never been there, but uh I can only imagine, like you say, it's like you're not the top predator out there. It's you you're the visitor more or less like in this beautiful mountains and snow and bays and all that kind of stuff. So probably a little addicted to it, I would assume, at that point, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to say the least. It was a great place to uh spend your mid 20s and mm-hmm. you know onward it was right. a great place you know there's nothing quite like jumping in a boston whaler with your rifle and a buddy and off you go yeah see that's that's what my problem would be i would never want to work i would just like go fishing and hunting well, those every day. guys like like what he was doing you're making <laughs> money that way right you're making money off the land i mean that's so that takes me to commercial fishing right yeah okay um commercial i got an opportunity to buy into a commercial fishing operation uh when i was 27 Mm-hmm. and I'd been working in the oil fields. I had money saved up, and I jumped on it. And Edison Schwest being, you know, started by commercial shrimping family, right? They had, they they converted their shrimping boats into utility boats, mm-hmm. taking right. supplies out to the rigs, and that's how they got started. And, um, you know, I explained to them what I was doing and asked for a leave of absence and stayed on Cobra, you know, so I didn't cost him anything to lose me. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'd go up and work the fishing season during the summer times and come back and oh, just work these insane shifts, you know, two months at a time, trying mm-hmm. to make up for time. You know, it was, yeah. Uh, so anyway, the fishing season, it was one adventure, you know, just trying to figure it out. It takes about five years. There's a learning curve for about five years. Was it, was it kind of like you see on TV? I guess it's not like the, the snow crab season, stuff like that. Like you can make – Fifty to a hundred thousand dollars in two months, three months. More than know? that. Yeah, that's what, okay. Yeah, more than that. Um, it's you're chasing a paycheck, right? You know, you got to go out, and it's not just going to jump in the boat, right? You got to go catch it. And um, the heart I was working with a net. Purse seining is different. Your net's about a quarter mile long. It's about five thousand, six thousand pounds, hundred feet deep. You have a power skiff on one side and a purse saner on the other, and you encircle schools of salmon. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's very conservation-minded. They won't even open areas until those particular river systems already have their escapement, meaning fish spawning up them. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and then once there's the proper amount of escapement mm-hmm. in these rivers, then they'll open it up to us to come and harvest the excess. And uh, you fill your boat, you go on offload, go out the next day, fill it up again, yeah. go on offload, and uh, you're anchoring up in remote bays trying to get a couple hours sleep before the next day yeah that's hard work does it ever does did did it ever start getting to where it was work and not fishing for you um uh, that's a good question it depends on the day there you go (laughs) that's a good answer (laughs) that's a good answer some days are just magical and other days are hell Yeah. yeah um just depends on everything's working right everybody if your crew's behaving uh, if the weather's behaving, weather can be ferocious up there. Oh, I bet. Oh, my God. Um, so uh, I did that for quite a while. Yeah. You know, I've done that for – I still own the fishing. I fished this year. I went up in Persane this year. Still, oh, okay. Still have the operation. 
Okay. Sweet. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. yeah. So how how did you get from there to was it directly to here or was it where was there pit stops in between? Uh so uh my uh, I I quit working for Edison Schwest and went to work for Chevron Shipping. Okay. And I went to work on board their coastal tankers. And um and that was a little bit better of a gig because it was only three months. Mm-hmm. I'd work a three-month hitch, and then it gave me more time for commercial fishing. Yeah. And so I started participating in more fisheries and spending more time doing that. And, you know, having this job with Chevron kind of kept income coming in to support my fishing habit. Right. And um, it was around that time that I ended up, um, I, you know, I'd known my wife for quite a while. We were introduced by my uncle. Mm-hmm. And um, we ended up uh, just finally getting together. Yeah, and I was going from San Pedro to Richmond, Long Wharf in San Francisco Bay, and she was working on a biopharmaceutical company called Genentech. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is 2005. This all happened. We ended up getting married in 2006 down here in Gulfport. She finally wrangled you in, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, she's, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, she's the smartest woman I've ever met. Right. So, there you go. Yeah, was, Most of them are a lot smarter than us. Yeah, uh, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. So, yeah, we uh, we got married in 06 after Hurricane Katrina. You know, her mom's house got and was in Bayou View, got six feet of water in it. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of a mad rush to get it all refurbished before the wedding took place. Right. Wedding took place. And uh, much to her, much to her mom's chagrin, she moved to Alaska. Oh, oh no. He did it. God, I took her up there. You yeah. took away her baby. Yeah. <sighs> Well, she was sure to visit lots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, so you working for Chevron Shipping, get married, and then when did you move permanently to for, from Alaska to here? Uh, what year was that? Two thousand and twelve. Okay, so it was a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we raised two children. Uh, we had two children up there. Our right. daughters. And, okay. Um, Alaska natives. They were born there. Born in Sitka, wow. Alaska. Good for them, huh? And uh, we man, we went through this terrible winter up there. One time we had these babies, and there's a big landslide and it took out the power poles and mm-hmm. it was cold there was foot of snow on the ground and i was a little handheld generator keeping one room warm you mm-hmm. know with these babies <sighs> and you had to walk up and down the driveway and she looked at me and she's like as soon Enough as this place thaws <laughs> yeah. out we're going down south yeah, yeah. We're going. so we come down and we'd visit her mom in uh you know gulfport here and right around this time of year citrus is ripe oh yeah 70 degrees walking around shorts and a t-shirt or you can go up there where it's like blistering cold yeah you know, raining sideways yeah so so we made a, a quick decision huh? yeah that was it was... we, we started looking we started yeah. looking for property so, yeah um that was i don't know 2010 or so around 2012 is when we located a piece of property and decided to move okay yeah. and when then what were you doing then once you moved permanent Stayed with Chevron and just transitioned mm. down here? As How'd as, that work? As soon as I got married, I quit working for Chevron. Okay. I just focused on fishing. Okay, okay. Uh, we were longlining at the time. We got another boat, um, kind of upgraded our boat, got a, a different one, and started buying quota uh, permits, different permits for different fisheries. Okay. Mm. Did you just transition that down here in the Gulf? Mm-mm. No. No, I'd go no. up there and spend six months out of the year. What are you, oh, what okay. You, so swords? you were still... Tr- yeah. What are you, were you all longlining up there? Swordfish? Halibut and Halibut and cod. cod. Okay. And halibut and black cod. Yeah, I've run millions of hooks. Delicious. Mm. At least halibut is. I've never had cod. Black cod, sablefish, it's really a very delicious fish. Yeah. Um, it, it's deep water. Usually start catching them about 200 fathoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of where they start showing up all the way out to 1,000 fathoms, really. So kind of like a in the Golden Tile down here area. Mm-hmm. Chilean sea bass. You yeah. That? It's very similar. Yeah, I got you. Um, 
So I kind of got sick of being gone from the family for that six-month time period. Yep. You know, I was up there in a big empty house all by myself while Amy and the girls were down here. Yeah. And I got absolutely sick of being up there. And, you know, h- how many years did I have to fish? You know, how many, how, how much, how much did I have to do this? So that's kind of what made the decision to start something new. Yeah. And so we started selling our quota first. We started selling our long line quota. And one of the reasons we called it Circle Hook Distilling was to memorialize that 15 years I spent longlining up there. Mm-hmm. Now, did you know anything about the distilling process, rum, any of that stuff before you got down here and started this? Yeah, and where, where did your love for rum come from? Yeah. Any part of that story? Besides drinking a lot of it, I guess. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'm going to refill this. Yeah. Here. Tell me where. Don't try another one. Why don't you try? All right. That's that's a rum agri- That's agricole style rum, and it's made from cane juice, sugar cane grown right here in Mississippi. Okay. All it's right. Mississippi specific product. So tell us tell us about the the, the where did the rum come into this story for you? Remember that story about live fishing with Robbie Church, out in San Nicholas Island in the West Coast, mm-hmm. Island of the Blue Dolphin. That's it. So to particularly target this specific species of sheep's head, California sheep's head, um, we'd dive. We'd have dive gear on board and we'd strap a dive suit. We'd get a wetsuit on, put a, you know, put a scuba tank on our back and BC in our mouth and just, you know, jump over the side in the kelp beds and swim along until we find a big concentration of them. Come up to the surface, Robbie would back the boat down. He'd throw the anchor, back the boat down, hand me a stern anchor and I'd swim down with it, hook it around a boulder come back up, hand him the line, and he'd tie it off, and I'd hop back up on the boat, and we'd catch him rod and reel one at a time. Really? Put him into the tanks. And um, at the end of the day, okay, imagine four or five dives a day, fishing all day, taking care of all the fish. Sunset would come. We'd go anchor up. And Robbie loved his rum. <laughs> he absolutely loved it. Myers rum, in particular. Always had a bottle. I, th- I think that's what a friend of mine drinks. Myers? Myers rum. Yeah, so... Robbie would take this big glass, big old plastic cup like this, and he'd go to the fish hold and scoop fishy ice out of the fish hold. Oh, and shit. And then he'd take this bottle of Myers and fill it halfway up in this cup, and then he'd take orange juice and put it in there oh. and just take his big, thick finger and stir it up like that. And Rum it, and orange juice? He'd, okay. hand, he'd right. hand it to me, and he'd say, good, good job today, Eli. You did good. You did good, son. And I, uh, <laughs> you did good, oh, son. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm good, though. I'm not today. Yeah, I'm, I'm not real thirsty. Nah, you know. Yeah. And you know, at that time, you're so tired, you didn't care. <laughs> you didn't give a right? shit. You're I've been sore. there. You eat stuff out of the box with the fishes. You don't care, give a shit. Yeah. The more sips you took, the less you cared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was. Might like, have even made it taste better. Who knows? <laughs> Nobody. I mean, you know. Well, I'm sure it probably had some, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we could do a limited edition uh, fish juice uh, flavor. Ugh, I'm going to pass. I'm going to let y'all have that. <laughs> uh, just, I'm, be, I'm spitballing. That'd be a small market. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's kind of where I got my first exposure to rum. And right. I always enjoyed it afterwards. And so, you know, making the transition from Alaska to down here, I wanted to be productive. I wanted to work. I wanted to do something. And so this is what I came up with in my mind. Um sugarcane country down here yeah it's it's it delicious is, it's a commodity it grows everywhere you can take a stalk of sugarcane and throw it on the ground and it's just going to grow right you know as long as it doesn't freeze yeah so it was kind of a natural evolution um you know growing up in california i spent a lot of time around wineries we had mm-hmm. family friends that owned wineries mm-hmm. 
has had exposure to them. I remembered how generous the industry was, and how delicious the winery smells during mm -hmm. fermentation time or during harvest season, and how everything took on a season. And, you know, there was time to just, and uh, I wanted to recreate that down here. Yeah. So that's what we did. Hell yeah. I spent years researching it. Years. I won't just go cold cocked off on a business. Right. I spent years studying fermentation and distillation. And before you before you ever started doing anything like even at home? That's right. Okay. Yeah, you can't legally distill yeah, true, at home. True, true, Unless true, you have a distiller's true. permit. Yeah. But let's just say. Right. Thoroughly did my research. Right, there you go. Uh, I'm picking <laughs> we got a couple right samples. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, this one's really good, too. Yeah, I, I like this one. Yeah. I, I like this one. Kind of like it. I guess a little bit more than the last one. Yeah. Is it a lighter flavor? I don't know. I'm not a... It's kind of sweeter on the back end. Summon yay here of the yeah, uh, to rum. Me. But so the agricole style is usually marked by grassy, earthy tones. Mm -hmm. And the cane juice carries over with the spirit into what you're drinking. This one's aged a little longer. Um, you know, but it's it's that grassiness and the earthiness is yeah, the you can back taste end. Um, instead of the forefront. It, it, it's, it's a really special sip in rum. It's quite... It's nice and balanced for down. I know this is bourbon country. Everyone loves their bourbons right here. Bourbon gets a lot of its flavor from new American oak barrels. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why we age in new American oak, not used barrels. Right. Is that is that unique to rum that you do that? Or do like for bourbon it has to be correct. New. Yeah. Do other rums you do use new oak or okay, so but you're you're saying you do it consistently every time always. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I'm playing with some used barrels. Yeah, you know, uh, I have one of Matt Crittenden's barrels. Okay, yeah. you know, he's I got one of his bourbon barrels, and it's just I'm just letting it age. We well, got I, one of his bottles, but he did a special edition brown water. <laughs> yeah, he got the label <laughs> smacked on it. You know, Matt's just incredible, and the bourbon that he makes is phenomenal. It is, yeah, it really is, so good. It really is, and uh, we've been we were glad to have him on the show. It's been a year or so, two years. It's been now. a while. It's been yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, we need to get him back. But um, I'm glad we're two for two on the local guys. Yeah. His, his shit was good, and so is yours. And like I said, I'm not a rum drinker, but I like it. I really yeah, do. Yeah, it's not bad. Let's, let's, uh, we've had, um, we talked before we went live, uh, Jonathan Maisano on before. And yeah. He, he broke down the bourbon process for us, and you've really kind of touched on it already, but can you break it down from, from plant out of the ground to what it takes to get what's in this glass right here? For the agricole? Yeah. Just rum in general, just and, the then basic, maybe, and, yeah. and then maybe we can jump into the to specifics of each one. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, because sure. I'm assuming most people that's listening have no clue. Well, I, I, don't, I don't like like you said, it's bourbon country down here. So <laughs> I, not that people don't drink rum, but maybe don't know the whole process. Right. So uh, you know, bourbon is grain based, right? Uh -huh. Corn, primarily corn, fifty one percent corn. Um, you get rye and barley and all whatever sorts of grains the distiller wants to use. Um, really, but if you if you took beer. And put it in a still and distilled it, you get a whiskey. All right. Um, rum is not much different, except we use water, molasses, you know, some sugar. You can use cane syrup. But in particular, what I use is I use cane syrup and molasses to blend it, make it a, a balanced rum. Mm -hmm. uh, too much molasses gets this really heavy for taste. You know, it's just tastes thick. Right. A lot of flavor to it with molasses. Cane syrup. Is a really lighter tasting rum spirit. Okay, you know it. It it, it it's not as meaty. Let's say. Okay. Yeah. So, um, my process. I start with well water, you know, good from a nice deep well mm -hmm. in Harrison County, and it has a high mineral content. 
and I pasteurize everything. Take our rum, I take the water, I take the molasses or cane syrup, heat it all up to 190 degrees just to kill. That any, kills everything. Mm, kills all the bacteria or right. wild yeast or whatever's around just to give the yeast a chance to really impart its character into the spirit. But you're, what, you're, what you're, we're really doing is making a wine, you know, so you, you make a wine. And um, after that, you know about winemaking? A little bit. We've, okay. I mean, grapes. It's made, <laughs> right. it's made from grapes. Yeah, a little bit. Just little grapes. grapes. Yeah, just yeah, grapes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. wine, um, you know, they, they have a lot of different processes to make wine taste good. Okay. Additive, adding things, you name it. There's all sorts of that. I don't do those. Right. I just shoot to make a good wine. And I, and I, I study winemaking process in order to make that fermentation as absolutely best I can. Each one is unique. Right. And each one's going to make a good spirit. You know, you can't make chicken soup from chicken shit. Right. Right. right? right. You want a good wine to start with. So that's what I really focus on. Pasteurization, crash cooling, additions of yeast. Even the way I treat my yeast is... is Special. I make a yeast bomb, rehydrate it correctly instead of just throwing dry yeast up on it, um, and then give it its time to ferment normally. I do, I, I do cool my fermentations because yeast has a very specific range of temperature that it likes to operate in. Right. It's usually manufacturers' guidelines for whoever, whoever's producing the yeast. Mm -hmm. And um, then once it's done and it's run its fermentation cycle, I let it rest. If it gets over 10% alcohol by volume, it has antimicrobial qualities to it, so you don't have to worry about bacterial infection. Because that kills it. Yeah. Right. Right. Good wines are just allowed to rest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You so. can use it as medicine. Yeah. That's, <laughs> clean a wound with it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's, yeah. it's been so for thousands of years Correct. with us, right? Correct. Yeah. So, Correct. <laughs> um, after it's had time to rest, uh, a process takes place called esterification, and that's when you're building your ester chains, mm -hmm. and you're letting the wine develop flavors and then i move it to the still and during, even during the and the distillation process is probably the easiest part it's you're cooking it right you know it's it's like a my my still is a 300 gallon all copper pot still and there's copper through every part of the process it's a catalytic conversion that takes place in any sulfites that are produced during fermentation the sulfites it's interesting yeast actually will talk to each other once they deplete half of the sugar in the wash, they release a small amount of sulfur. It's like a biochemical signal for them to stop growing mm -hmm. and developing and expanding to meet their environment. It's like they talk to each other and say, stop. It's time to start making these higher alcohol flavors. Wow. Or these different higher esters. So there's, you know, fruity smells. You ever smell, yeah. smell wine and it smells like, oh, I smell apricots or pears right. or plums or something like that that's from the yeast the yeast uses those higher esters to attract insects well this process is probably throughout all beer wine with all of it's pretty much the same to this to this point right from what i understand beer makers don't like the higher alcohols because it right they they they, they don't shoot for those they have right. other they go for other flavors. But if you were doing bourbon or you're doing wine or you're oh, doing heck beer. Yes, you want those. Yeah, it's going to make a nice, rich, full-flavored yeah. bourbon. So it's all the same stuff. <laughs> so is that your copper that oh, you yeah. mentioned earlier? Yeah, I pulled that from a, your Facebook page. Oh, yeah, that's that's the one. That's pretty cool. That's looking. pretty sweet. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's funny. You know, you see the onion head on the top right there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me. Let me so let that, that right there, <laughs> that's, uh, that's about reflux, okay? So the copper cools the vapor 
the alcohol vapor that's coming off the wash, ethanol starts to boil at 175 degrees. Mm. Water boils at 212. So when you look in there and it's boiling. It's not water. That's not water. Right. So you're burping it pretty much. Yeah, you're boiling all the alcohol out of it. Yeah. It turns into a vapor. It goes up and it collects on the sides and it goes up the line arm. And uh, when it collects on the sides, it drips back down into the still and boils again. And what that does is boosts the ABV. Yeah. Makes it a stronger spirit. So, I mean, those things are absolutely all Like, we, we worked at the brew pub at the Beau Rivage. Mm. And those big stills that they had in there were, un, I mean, to see them, they're beautiful. And you always yeah. see the ones that are like moonshiners in the woods somewhere, you know what I'm saying, where they're putting uh, them together. I and hear building. banjos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you see, kids, science is cool. Yeah, it is cool. <laughs> right? It's all, it's all science. Yeah. And, and when you get old enough, you can drink it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so so I, I like the process. And the, the what I'm hearing, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the, the distinguishing factor is the sugar cane. That's the, instead of corn, right, mm. it's, it's the sugar cane, which – I guess we can get into it in a minute, but that's probably why rum is more popular or came from the tropical Caribbean yeah. regions. If I remember reading about rum a little bit, if, if that's correct, a lot of sugar cane, right? Because yeah. that's where it yeah. grows down there, right? Yeah, a lot of sugar cane. So in colonial times, rum is the preferred spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, before the Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. rum. You know, in in Boston area alone, there was over thirty distilleries before the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. Really, it was all molasses. You know, coming from the islands. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Americans like their drink. Oh, yeah. And uh, rum. Always have. Rum was it. And uh, I wanted to get back to a, a pure tasting rum, something that I felt like my ancestors would be drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what did you call it? The colon- what do you call it? A colonial? You said something at the beginning of the show. We said something you corrected us. Ah, uh, colonial style rum. It's, yeah. I, I haven't named it that. This is original. <laughs> this is agricole. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's what you base it off of, yeah, the old school. Yeah. 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 It's funny. There's not much literature at all written about old distillation techniques i was for a part of my study was german schnapps making oh wow really? a lot of old study a lot of old literature about making schnapps okay a long time ago okay making schnapps schnapps is fruit wine you know they're making wine out of whatever windfall harvest they have mm-hmm. you know imagine having a bunch of fruit on the tree that you can't preserve or you can't you can't save it all right yeah, so it's just gonna can, rot I'm yeah gonna turn into a wine <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then distillation is nothing but a preservation technique for that wine. Mm-hmm. So imagine having a wine. It's good for six, seven months. Starts to turn Before it starts to turn, you throw it in the still and you collect all the alcohol off of it. Oh, win, okay. Win. It's just, yeah, you just like filtering it out, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah I can't necessarily let my wine sit for six months, though. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I have to have some sort of commercial process. So we, we showed the, the copper still up there. Once it goes past that process <clears throat> and you've let the alcohol boil off right it then goes into what so stainless steel totes for the silver okay just because it has to age you know it has to it's sharp when it comes out of the still mm-hmm. it's a young spirit needs to it needs to age and if, if you just let it sit an esterification process takes place while it's sitting in the stainless totes okay and it it rounds out with its flavors you know it, it doesn't it doesn't taste quite so sharp it it smooths out yeah. Mm-hmm. These ones go into the barrel. Okay. And they just go in a 30-gallon white, uh, white oak. Right. Mm, you know, number three char. Oak barrel sourced from Minnesota, of all okay. places. You know, really? I experimented with a bunch of different barrels from all over the country. Minnesota, I chose that northern region because the oak just has such a special flavor. It doesn't. Right. It's not really high in tannic acids mm-hmm. from those northern oak forests. So it's not quite so bitter. And you get... Like a much smoother yeah. vanilla flavor. You get all these different notes that come out of the wood. 
And uh, I, I view the wood as almost like a, you ever take a dry sponge and put it on the, you know, countertop to get a little water off? Yep. And it just soaks all that water up. Wood does the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it does so with hot and cold. Right. So when it gets cold, it squeezes the spirit out. Mm-hmm. When it gets warm, it sucks it back up. Mm-hmm. You go through that process a few times, and it's the wood's breathing that spirit in and out of its cellulose and all the different right. you know, channels inside that wood, and it produces the color. Yeah. And um, you get some really amazing flavors off some of those barrels. We hear even like in those <clears throat> big... Um uh, what is it where they store them? The the warehouses that can like Rick for, house. Yeah, like for bourbon, they will move them around because the heat rises in the facility, right? And so, sometimes they just leave them. Sometimes yeah. they move well, them all around. Most of the the, oh, man, the but, expensive companies, they get to pick. You know, I want the tops left. Yeah, because that's where the heat goes. I'm gonna take mine and throw it on a boat and sail it around the world. Yeah, they do have that. Yeah, the Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. Which wasn't my favorite though. No, but anyway. Um, so yeah, um, so the two that I've had so far, I really liked, um, and I think that's a cool process. So you did your homework, you did your research efficiently, Mm. thoroughly. Yeah. And, uh, what, how do you then pull the trigger on the business and location to go commercial? So location, 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 right? I'm going to be off alone. It's a slow burn. You know, distilling isn't this fast paced mechanical operation right. it's really slow it takes time yeah um regulatory process i Correct. think is what you want to hear right regulatory what's oh the God. how was the red tape what's the hoops how how, how we have to jump <laughs> i had a buddy is there any more uh, ice in that bucket yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had a buddy he's like well congratulations you're now able to participate in one of the most heavily regulated industries mm-hmm. in the country yeah like, way to go well man he doesn't know commercial fishing yeah mm, you know <laughs> <laughs> second huh yeah <laughs> So um, the regulatory process, basically the state wants you to get a federal permit before you can apply for a state permit. <laughs> that's because they're like, look, if you can get through the feds, you'll probably be yeah, able to throw out probably be already yeah, yeah, You're good. good. Let them do the heavy lifting and yeah. then we'll tell you after that. The federal process, uh, you have to build a building first. You have to have a building that, and you have to have equipment first. That's you have the, to have a, a that's, that's the federal government. Could you spend the money first? Yeah. And yeah. then we'll let you know yeah. whether or not. Here's the cart. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. Here's the horse. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you the <laughs> horse this. afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it went. Yeah. So the federal process wasn't all that bad. It, I, I remember getting approved right before lockdown. Oh, COVID. great. Right yeah. before. Yeah. That was a blessing. Oh, man. Look, I had a great time during lockdown yeah just, you uh, just work you're like man, a mad scientist uh, right building yeah putting steam systems together hooking everything up having a good time um i remember the the review officer from the ttb when it got approved sent me an email all she said you've been approved good luck nice <laughs> yeah just, just a pat on the back hey, no, this dog's it. ready to hunt baby good yeah. yeah good luck yeah the state process wasn't too bad the state this it's not a big industry in the state. No. You know, there's not a lot of us here in the state. There's only four distillers right now that I know of. Yeah. Legal. Um, legal. <laughs> now, the kilns probably got, you know, uh, half 600, 700. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Nobody could count, really. But, <laughs> but they all put legal. it in, they put it in milk, get milk jugs. Yeah. Uh, well, you, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. you know what? The, the enforcement leaves me alone then. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. They got other people to track down. But, yeah, so we, we I think we mentioned that earlier, too. Like, four in the state, and, and you're the you're the only rum guy. Mm. Yeah. When I first started, there was a man, his name was John Luke Charbonneau, and he was, he had a rum distiller out of Natchez. Okay. And we went and visited him. You know, I went and looked at his operation before we pulled the trigger on this. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, saw what he was doing. He he closed down shop. Mm, you know, Matt told me that he's going to open back up in New Orleans. I'm not sure if he has or not. Okay. Okay. And so there has been another rum distiller in the state, but for right now, I'm the only one. Okay. I'm going to take this. You call it this a silver, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this has got a cool. Uh, talk uh, so us through the um, the artwork in these bottles. Uh, oh, well, that is cool to work. We so part of our shtick is celebrating the passion and vibrancy of the Gulf Coast and its people. Homage. Yeah. That, oh, there we go. Homage. Yeah. Yeah. Feel, that's that's a fancy a, word. That's my uh, fancy word for the day. Yeah. yeah. So homage to the coast. We love it down here. It's beautiful. There's really cool folks. And they have some amazing artists as well. So mm-hmm. we wanted to include local artists in our, our in our bottle. The silver is really kind of the one you can see. It's up front. <laughs> That's Elizabeth Huffmaster is the one that did that blue crab. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, you can see her name right there too. Yeah, Sissy Quinn McCabe. Uh, Sissy McCabe. Uh, Sissy Quinn, Quinn McCabe. McCabe. Yeah. She did the white egret. And, um, you know, we're, it allows us to have a lot of fun. Yeah. In planning another label. Yeah. Right? It's like, I want an alligator with Mardi Gras beads on it. Like, there you go. So you guys want to, you want to, you want to put a little Coke in there? You want to try it with something? You want to try it straight? I, I want to try, try it straight. straight. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I like to embrace the, uh, the taste. I like yeah. this. Yeah. yeah it's, cool. it's a mixer that sips well. Now, this is, ooh, this one smells aggressive. So that spirit is this one before it goes into barrels. It's different. That's different. Let me try that again. I wanted a full-bodied, full-flavored rum. No, I didn't. I wanted something you could sip and just taste all the way down. It's good. It really is. What 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 is your personal favorite of the three of these flavor-wise? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, depends on the day. Okay, that's a good answer. <laughs> I think a- I'm gonna. This is gonna be my vote right here. The green one. Yeah, I think I'm between the green and the dark one. I think this is my favorite. But they're all really, really good. I was worried I wasn't going to uh, to like them, but I do. Now, and this, they're, they're, yeah, they're, let me try it mixed, because that's what I think this is going to be more. You have a Coke oh, or a yeah, Splash yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like here, that? The, the white yourself, one man. that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, might yeah. go better with the, what is a typical Yeah, what's mixer? a Splash? No, well, no, no, what's a typical mixer for rum? You'd say most people. Rum and Coke. Rum and Coke, okay. Yeah. Let me okay. try so there's, a, there's a drink called the Cuba Cuba Libre, which is rum and Coke and a squeeze of lime juice. Okay. And um, that's that's always pretty good. Really get the grassy flavors on it. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. it's yeah, now that's not bad. I could drink that. The Coke does kind of spice it up. Yeah, yeah, and it it feels like a tropically like by the pool. Yeah. Sometimes you just drink. get like, I'll drink so much bourbon, I just get tired of drinking bourbon, mm-hmm. and you try to get drink too much beer. Yeah, because it's tough. you can't drink bourbon when you're going to the island because it's too hot. <laughs> you get tired of beer, so you need a substitute. So this is. You can. You're sub- yeah, but you can. You can. <laughs> but this would be a great substitute running to Horn Island. Yeah. Just put in a little cup, splash uh, it with some pineapple. Uh, or those yeah, those islands are so pretty out there. Ain't they? Ain't they? And the sand is just gorgeous. You get to the other side where the water starts clearing up. I know. You stare out at that open ocean and just put your beach chair out. And- you know, you asked us before we went live <clears throat> if brown water, we, we mentioned it on the show a bunch, but is it like kind of an homage to uh, bourbon? But it is also to the color of the of the water inside of the barrier islands, which we embrace and love and, and are happy to have. But you're right. As soon as you hit south of of Horn or Ship, even really, even Deer Island, it changes up yeah. pretty good. But it does, it clears up out there and it, it's beautiful. You know, part of that brown water, what I think about is after your first good rain, 
in the fall after the leaves mm-hmm. have come down and all those tannic acids are washing out of them and making that brown water that goes yeah. down the little creeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, and a lot of mud too down here. Cause like oh, I, yeah. I pass over uh Chudica bluff every day going to drive my bus route. Dude, it was crystal. I, mean, I wouldn't say crystal clear, but it was clear. We mm-hmm. got that rain. Now it looks Goodbye. like a dang chocolate milkshake. Coming down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we left off, I think in the story before we started pouring, um, mad scientists, middle of lockdown, got your, uh, got your shop uh, your, your permit yeah where did you where were you where did you build like where are you right now mm, we're in harrison county okay we're on our family farm okay yeah we we you know we have property there okay and it's uh we built a building on our farm okay and, um it's great because my commute's 400 yards you know i can walk <laughs> down there and in it, the golf cart <laughs> so I, I try to walk these days <laughs> and, you know, just, yeah it goes so back I'm, to the beginning I'm, of the the New Year's resolution stuff. I'm not getting any younger. Right, so, right. None of us are, unfortunately. <laughs> try to start. I try to keep uh, keep busy, keep walking. Yeah. What What's the uh, so that process? Like you said, I, that's kind of cool. I didn't put that together until you, you said it. But like, I've been in the commercial fishing business. Like, yeah, I knew red tape, so it wasn't too bad for you. Um, you got the approval, and then how does like that first batch? Is that like you know a baby being born? Has it? Man, we threw a party. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, neighbors got involved. Oh, yeah. You know, we were in lockdown, right? Right. So we, we, man, oh, man. You, were the, you were the most popular person. Yeah. We had so much in, fun. In, in your whole little area, I'm man, sure. We had crawfish boil. We were down Damn. there. It would, we're drinking. And here's some funny work. Anyway, it was, I don't know, it was a learning curve, right? It takes a while. It takes a while to get to, to know how to make a good spirit, how to make your cuts right. in a fractional distillation, get, you know, make heads or tails out of this whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, so I do everything by temperature. You know, temperature is, is where you remove all your unwanted products from the fermentation. Okay. That's the boil off? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, as it's boiling, you know, the first thing to come out of the still is your bad unwanted products that have a lighter or a, a, a lower boiling point right, than right. the ethanol. So anything that comes out before 175 degrees gets discarded. And then your heart start to come out and you can smell it. You can, you know, you, you take your finger and just get a little bit on it and just touch your tongue with it. Just, you can't take a shot of it. You know, that mm. moonshiner show where they're, yeah. yeah. Where, you know, I was telling a buddy about that. He's like, well, I was watching that moonshiner show and they sure as hell can't touching their finger in it. They're sucking down the whole cup. And I'm like, well, no, uh, <laughs> you would die. Yeah. That's 150 <laughs> proof. Like, you don't want to drink that stuff. It's yeah. bad for yeah. you. Burn the esophagus. And I sure don't want it in my product. No, no, you no, know, no. So it gets discarded and you know, we, we keep the hearts and the tails are, the tails aren't bad. They just don't add anything to the product, right? They detract from it. The unpleasant smells, unpleasant flavors. Uh, I don't keep the tails either. You know, there's some distilleries out there that r- retain the tails and will, because there's still good ethanol in there, and then they run those tails through the still once they have a big enough charge and recover some more product. I, I don't do that. I'm not I'm not big enough yet. Right. They're still really small. Yeah. It's really tiny distillery. So they're just trying to squeeze the pennies out of right, it. Right, right, right. They, they, they win awards for it. You know, if you get a good, if you just let it sit, there's an esterification process that takes place, and you can recover some good ethanol out of it, but um, I, I haven't tried that yet. Um, you know, part of our good manufacturing process is I will take every batch that we produce and send it to a testing laboratory out west in San Diego called White Labs and have it broken down into a gas 
spectral analysis. Right. And so I know exactly what's in our product before we release it. Mm, and cool. I keep I keep that as part of good manufacturing yeah, process. Yeah, just yeah, so yeah. I know that what we're putting out of the public is safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. We'll see why. Yeah. So it yeah. looks like most of these are around forty proof. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm. I to, mean forty percent alcohol. Eighty proof. Yeah. yeah to, eighty eighty proof. To be yeah. called a rum it has to be above forty forty percent A B V. Okay. How high can it go in rum? Uh, Tires you want? Well, you know, if it goes above 190 proof, well, it's considered a vodka at that point. Whew. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it, you could still call it rum. I mean, I think that's where Picardi comes from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So around 80 proof is where you're, that's where the magic happens? Yeah. I Each batch, you know, I'll dump the batches out of the barrels um, and uh, usually about 120, 125 proof coming out of the barrel somewhere in there. And then I'll start adding water to it slowly. This one's growing on me a lot. The oh, the silver. Yeah, yeah. Because of the with the Coke splash, I didn't put yeah. a lot. I didn't put just a lot. enough to change the color. Right. Uh, you know, every every batch is going to taste a little bit different. So I shoot from anywhere in between eighty-two and eighty-five proof. Uh, all I'm doing is diluting the flavor, really, when you add water to it. And I like a good full flavor. Mm -hmm. I want taste. I want flavor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, this is the South. We right. Get, you know, yeah, we take everything to eleven. Yeah. Barbecue shrimp, the flavor you know? profile. We yeah. we we eat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We want we some eat. flavor yeah. down yeah. there. Yeah. We don't want none of that northern. It don't it don't mess my blood pressure up. What's yeah. the problem? Yeah. Why am I eating? Yeah, eat you know? dangerously. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. What is it? What's the timeline from the beginning of this process to this? That yeah, I, I was gonna say like what I'll. Because some of them go into the stainless steel, and then so I would assume that one is quicker than the oak barrel one. Mm, shortest timeline is about four months. Okay. Longest timeline so far, two years. Yeah, that one's got two years. It's got eleven months. I don't know what what's that going on. So the darker one's not the longest one. No. Okay. No, surprisingly, this one is. Yeah, that you didn't. Well, that one's kind of dark, though. Right? Yeah. Am mm -hmm. I just not, I'm just not seeing it. Yeah, so. yeah, that one's two years on that one. Um. So that's a decent turnaround. You know, for, compared to like bourbon, um, bourbon you got to wait two years just to call it a bourbon. Correct, correct, yeah. correct. And you know, bourbons they really start tasting really good around five, six years. You know? Yeah. Uh, so you got a lot of money tied up. Yeah. Sitting so, in barrels yeah. Away. yeah. And you know, there's some such amazing bourbons out there. Mm -hmm. I I I have a deep affinity for bourbon. So you drink it too? Oh God, yeah. yes. I I like Matt's bourbon. It is. That's, it's that's, great. Yeah. Cool. I, I, that's what I say. Two for two on the show because same thing with when he sat down. I was like, man, and I am a bourbon. Drinker, like, I, I, no, I wouldn't say that at all. <laughs> but, especially not back then. We were kind of just you know starting to roll yeah, in yeah, yeah. with with that, with not drinking you know just like J Jack Daniels, which I still love by the way. Uh, <laughs> just I do, <clears throat> but um, when he when we poured it, I was like, man, if this is terrible, do I lie? Just and, spit and, it all and over and the place, or uh, like maybe you know, I could wash my guns with it. Or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, just yeah, like yeah. you know, oh, I'm glad you know, sip it. It's like oh, I'm glad you're making it. No. And it was good, and it's it was like bottled and uh, bottled and bond, if I remember correctly, uh, right? Yeah, that's hundred proof stuff. Yeah, yeah but sure. it's, and he does the whole thing there. Mm -hmm. you know, we'll be honest, like his whiskey is good, but that moonshine he's got, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't get down. Yeah, with the that. shine. Yeah, yeah I, I, but I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a fan yeah, of any, I can't get any down of with those. That. Yeah. So that's not specific to him, but. But it was great, and and this is and but all of these are good, and I'm gonna put yeah. I'm gonna rate mine green. I'm gonna go this way, so I'm gonna go green, orange. So pomegranate, and then pomegranate, <laughs> <laughs> the cranberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I like the I like the pomegranate better. The the 
bottle better though. The crab is cool. The, yeah. ar- the artwork's a lot of fun. Yeah, we, that's, we had fun that, with those that is. Who, whose idea was that? I got to give credit to my wife. I knew you were oh, going to yeah. say that. Yeah. She's, she's I knew you were going to say they, that. Yes, she is. I knew you were going to say that. So she was like, "Hey, look, how did that? How did that conversation go?" Um, initially, we went together to New Orleans, Martin's Wine Cellar, and we just needed ideas for labels. How do we want it to look? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was a bottle in Martin's Wine Cellar. There was a line of mezcal and tequila yeah. that had back art on it. And I said, baby, look at that. They had some some muchacho sitting there smiling on the back label. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah, look it, at it, that. it's cool. I've yeah. been looking at this bottle all night. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's 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 really badass. Yeah, and even when you drink it, you get done with it and keep it in your house. So mm. she, she saw that and said, hey. I took a bunch of pictures of it, and her and I were both engaged with the artists or the um, label designers. Mm-hmm. And this is we, – we gave them this is what we wanted. We didn't know what we wanted at the time. We wanted – for the, this was the first label to be developed. This one was the Redfish. The Redfish. And so the Redfish was yeah. done by their artists. And they're from Virginia, but they're on the, I think they're in Richmond, and they know what a Redfish looks oh, like. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, at, at some point we may change the, that uh, back art. The, uh, the Richmond, oh, cool. Richmond, north of Richmond. Richmond, north of Richmond. That's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, I heard that song for the first time this year. I was fishing at this place called Duke Island, which okay. is very south. of It's south of Ketchikan, about five hours by boat. It's right on the Canadian border, the northern British Columbia border in Alaska. And uh, this big storm was coming. I was trying to get there before it hit to get into this anchorage called Ray's Anchorage just to ride out the storm because mm-hmm. it was going to blow 45 knots. Mm-hmm. And I got there. A northeastern. You got, you know, it's all southeast there. Well, you get northerlies, but yeah. the southeasterlies are the truly savage ones. Right. So I get there, I drop the anchor, and then there we are swinging at anchor and three fathoms of water watching the wind blow. Mm-hmm. And I came across that song. I want a bunch of BS. You didn't like it? I loved it. <laughs> oh, okay. I, it struck a chord. Oh, so you're saying what he's talking about yeah, pissed you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It hit all of us. Man. <laughs> Everybody. God, that was like, good. Yeah, it was. It's very good. And so, and I've kind of watched some of his stuff. He seems like he's... He just got a daggum... Uh, true to form. UTV like, wreck the other day. He flipped his daggum... Side by side or well, whatever, as he should. If yeah. it wasn't as dangerous, it wouldn't be fun. Uh, yeah, right. if, if we were, well, he's really. I don't know what his record. I mean, he's giving money back to these people who are doing these concerts for paying too much. So I don't really know what he's making, but I think he's trying to do the right thing and not just be the money grab. He's turned down from what I've read and heard some record deals. And you're right. They, they he said that his promoter, that's like his manager, signed a contract but didn't know what the uh promoter was going to charge yeah. and so when he found that out he's like i'm out of this show i'm not doing it get the refunds and i'm going to do another show in the same town for a way cheaper ticket which right. you know kudos to him that's it's all, by all right you know do right by the people yeah. life's so. not all about money it's yeah. not but it helps <laughs> yeah it does help it helps. what the, the coolest thing about this bottle is looking on the bag and it says uh, Gulfport, Harrison County, Mississippi. That's cool. Yeah, it's badass. Yeah, that's yeah. that's freaking awesome. It's yeah. got your uh, crest. I guess that's your mm, family crest on yeah, the back. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm descended from a man named Captain John Underhill. I'm actually named after him. And uh, he was one of an, he was an early colonist. Um, I had a friend that did, you know, um, uh, he did uh, genealogy. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, on my daughter actually, and he's like, hey, she's. Related to 14 out of the 26 families that were on the Mayflower. I'm, really? Yeah, I'm just old, old America. Old, old America, yeah. Old Hell pilgrim. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Dan wants to know uh, in the comments here, uh, how much volume can you produce? That's a good question. 
Uh, currently, we can make about 2,000 cases a year. Okay. That's our current production. And what what is that? How many bottles is in a case? Of? Six. Six. Okay. Mm, what is that? That's a, I mean, that's uh, a good... That's a good... Uh, that's you a guys should be mad. You're wrong. Yeah, that's, that's a bunch. That's a good... That's, a, that's enough, though. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, and, uh, and coming from a, how big is the facility? I saw that pic. Is that a metal building tiny, that you're in? Yeah, yeah. twelve hundred square feet. Yeah, we we have a forklift. We've got concrete around the building. We have a storage building on the side where we hold our sugar sugar products, bottles, empty barrels, things like that. Yeah, and and we can always grow. We can always yeah. build another building. Yeah, we can always buy new fermenters. It's hard to know what the market's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you do? Are you going to just throw a bunch of money at this great big facility that you make a bunch of product that you can't sell? And it just sits there. Yeah. 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 I mean, it'll keep getting better and worth more right. the longer it sits, but I'm more of a conservative ilk. Right. And I like to grow organically. So so rum does get better with age. Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. longer it sits, the better it'll get. Mm-hmm. I'm looking right now on your website. I, I shared the link to where you can buy in the comments below. And uh, it's there. It's it, you're all around. I mean, Biloxi, Ocean Springs. I mean, Oxford. Yeah, I mean, Natchez. this one. What this one right here is. This is batch one. But this is what batch seven. What batch are you on? Is this your? Uh, we're just about to dump batch eight. Okay. Um, batch this one. The Agricole has a really interesting story. This is truly a labor of love. This one. So, you know, they grow sugar cane for uh, up in Poplarville. Right. At the MSU Agricultural, Agricultural Extension Service. Okay. And they're Mississippi-specific varieties. And they grow them for seed cane, for cane syrup. And somehow I got you know, a pamphlet saying, hey, if you want some seed cane, you can come buy it from us. I'm like, well, I'm going to go experiment with sugar cane and see if I can make a rum agricole out of it. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting like a 1,000 stocks. And I bought this commercial juicer. Man, it took me three days to juice all that shit. Is, is there <laughs> different strands of sugar cane? Oh, yeah. There's all sorts of different varieties. In Mississippi? Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. Really? So, some are, you know, it's... MSU does a really good job of keeping these varieties alive that are Mississippi-specific. See, only thing I knew was the ones, you know, your, your grandpa would cut you off a piece and say, chew on this and get in a truck. That's yeah. the only stuff I knew yep. about sugar cane. Uh, this, one's, this one doesn't fall over in the wind. This one's a little bit sweeter. This one's more fibrous this one's better for chewing on you know they have all these different varieties and i just got a mismatch of them all i cared about is that they were grown right here in mississippi right. i love that and uh, i juiced them the thing about cane juice though is you send it through <clears> the juicer if it sits for four or five hours it starts to ferment mm-hmm. you can't let that happen because that's bacteria and wild yeast that are starting to ferment those sugars and it creates off flavors and off products in your wine so I had to get it. I had to start heating it up, pasteurizing it for three days. I could do like 50 gallons a day out of the juicer. Mm-hmm. Five-gallon buckets. Oh, it took forever. Yeah. So you and juice it. didn't have to, to burn it up to kill all the disease. That's right. You got yeah, to keep, yeah. keep it above a certain temperature. Right, right, right. So that's, that's what I ended up doing. And what is that, you know, two years ago that this went into a barrel? So that's this one. And that was our first batch. That one barrel took me like three days of juicing another day of building the fermentation so you Ferment- earned that one. Oh my god it was a labor <laughs> of love but we, we put it out and it was really well received it sold out before it even hit the market it's just it was it was it was i think there's a place there's a few places that still have a few bottles yeah it's uh i do have another barrel of it from last year and i'm just about to go back up and get some more for this year with plans on upsizing that production sweet but it's each batch is handled 
specifically. It's going to be they're 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 special. Yeah, put it that way. That that brings me to the next. My next question is, <clears throat> what's been the response so far? When, when did you put out your first product in stores, and and then what was the response? Oh, what year? Distributing about a year and a half ago. Okay, so 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 relatively new. Yeah, yeah, not long, not long at all. Okay, um, we've gotten a really warm reception. Yeah, from the community here. Mm, it's, like I say, passion and vibrancy of the Gulf Coast and its people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, it's really good folks here. So you. Explain how that works. You have to send your stuff to Jackson. Oh sure. Yeah. What a what a great and process. Then, and then, do they mainly focus on the coast because you're on the coast, or do they just put it where they seem fit? So the main distribution center is in Jackson, right? The ABC, and they the you know the a retailer. Let's just say a retailer has a retail store, and he wants to make an order. He goes on the state website. He orders a case of whatever they like from the ABC. They put it together in a truck and ship it down to him. Okay. Hopefully in a reasonable time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the way you get your stuff in, st- in stores up north is somebody requests it, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah, we, we have a distributor called yeah. Mad Vines and Spirits. And um, when they took us on, I was honored. Mm-hmm. I was honored because their portfolio of spirits that they have really impressed me. Mm-hmm. And so when when we got invited to be part of their portfolio, I was I was really touched. Is, he, is, is that like... You said it's a distributor, but he's is he kind of your marketer when it comes to liquor stores requesting your product? Yeah, he has, uh, you know, Mad Vines and Spirits has representatives all across the state. Okay. And in Alabama as well. And so they are responsible for going to the different retail outlets, restaurants, stores, on-premise, off-premise, those different Pushing accounts. Pushing you, yeah. And they say, hey, have you tried this Mississippi rum? You know, try to try some Circle Hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, we... My wife Amy and I, our uh, office manager Juliana, we go to the different stores and we try to engage with the owners and just thank them for carrying our product and you know you know be some meat there mm-hmm. behind a oh, be behind a face a behind a name. Yeah, 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 thank yeah, yeah. you. You know, shake we, a hand. I yeah. really appreciate you carrying us. Yeah. How far north are y'all? How far Oxford? Oxford? Oh, sure. Darkville. Oh, yeah? I just was reading it. It's in, yeah. They're thirsty up there. <laughs> oh, yeah. College town. They're always thirsty up there. Yeah, yeah. What's what's the, in your opinion, what's the overall level of interest of rum in the state? I'm going to try uh, You know, it's. Rum's a tough one. Yeah. You know, it's a tough one. It's because it's, people are conditioned to Sailor Jerry's, you know, or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I know a guy that drinks what? Sailor Jerry's. <laughs> Does it change when the weather changes? Oh, yeah, you get a lot. Well, they say that the Super Bowl of spirits is this time of year. And everybody's stocking up for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. So, you know, with us, we just get continual sales all year. I don't, it, just, I, it seems to me like you would go bourbon when it's cold and rum when it's hot. You know what I'm saying? Like boat island time is what I would, I would. I would. Ice. You need some more ice? Yeah, yeah. Burning drink, the ice up, dude. Drinking on my fridge ice. I know. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good sign. Yeah. You, know? it, I, you yeah, guys look, like it. I told you. I was, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to bullshit. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's, good. it's good. Very, very good. Um, I, w- I want the, the wives to try it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that, 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 the white, what was the name of the white one? The silver. Silver. silver, silver. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got, a, I don't know. I got a funny feeling they might, they might be into that. Makes up a nice fruity drink. We have, we have a, a drink that we like to call the Rum Runner. It's called a Rum Runner. And that has like, been like one of our signature cocktails. And we we take that to events and we serve it to people. Man, yeah. we've got some people faded on that. 
that stuff. <laughs> well, explain the gold, the, the gold medal. Explain that. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to see how our product measured up out there in the world. Right. And so we entered some competitions. And we started winning gold medals. I think we've won three golds and three silvers so really? far. Yeah, we're just yeah we we stack well, we got ninety one points in uh, Denver this year, and so people like it. Judges yeah. like it. And passes yeah. the test. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, it's got to be rewarding. You know, go home with the gold medal. Look, I've I'm forty nine. You're probably beating your chest when you walk. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I'd put that medal on, walk around with it. Yeah, <laughs> just the medal, no <laughs> shirt, yeah. just yeah. walking yeah. around. Man, yeah. like, I'm forty nine. I haven't won a gold medal for anything in my life till I start making booze. And, yeah, and what a good. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, granted, you know, it's like push up contests are cool, uh, archery, any kind of gun shooting shit. But distilling any type of spirit, yeah, right in that same category. smoking or distilling yeah. whiskey or killing a bear with your hands, <laughs> yeah. You know, I would, oh. I would put that in the in that. I don't want to do that. I don't want either. To tussle with one of the big stinking <laughs> bastards. Uh, it's good, man. It's really, really good. I, I'm I'm super impressed with it. Um, I'm gonna go grab some bottles and have it yeah. at the house. I, yeah, yeah. I love when we have like hangouts and stuff. Being like, hey, when well, you're just from Mississippi, did you know that? You know, yeah. people are like, no, I didn't know. That. We put that sticker on there, the Made in Mississippi. That once again, yeah, I liked it. That's Amy cool. Amy and Juliana yeah. came up and cut, cover, yeah, his, cover face his face over. Right. It won't work. And just, then, just to uh, uh, there just, goes now. Get the glare. There you go. Just to let people know, it's cool. It, it really is. It, it reminds me of um, the Cajun products, right? A certified yeah, Cajun be, seasoning. Yeah. They put the they put the right. label all over it, and they're proud of it, and, and so should we. That was one of my lessons that I learned early on. When I was working down in Louisiana, mm-hmm. Cajun men cook. Oh, yeah. And oh, e- yeah. each one has his own recipe for gumbo, and he makes it, and he'll taste fight it, and you he said, man, mm-hmm. that's how you make a gumbo. Mm-hmm. And I just love that about the culture over there. Yeah, the, the, I can't say enough. You said you were down in New Orleans when you saw the, uh, wa- was it wine that had the, the, the picture on it? Was that New Orleans you said? You yeah, were? yeah, yeah, Martin's wine yeah, cellar. I mean, yeah, I, 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 lo- I love it down there. Yeah, the cu- a, like you said, the culture, the they eat like each day is their last. You, you, you can't yeah. you can't walk anywhere and not run into a restaurant down there. You know? <laughs> the and smells. they'll run you off just as easy. So if you bring gumbo to the table, that's subpar gumbo, you will oh, yeah. come back. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hang yeah. it up. What's so? What's the plans uh, moving forward? You said you've put out how many cases now in in a year and a half? <laughs> well, I haven't counted. Um, I don't have the sales figures in front of me. But 2023 was our biggest year so far. Okay. And hopefully 2024 is better than that. It's better than that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a slow burn. These things, they don't happen immediately. Right. You know, you, businesses take a long time to get going. For you sure. Know, you can't just, you know, well, and, and, I'm going to make a million dollars. Yeah, well, in the yeah. alcohol business, like, that's just, just built into it, the amount of time it takes. Like, this is a quicker turnaround than, than like, bourbons are. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know. Get the license, build the building, red get tape, the license, red tape, red tape, start red tape. distilling, put it out there. Like Joey mentioned, sell the ABC, which to, you know to me is a archaic design, but it is what it is. Uh, and, and then all the while waiting for your return. And then I, I liked how you described the marathon style aspect to your business. Right, you're you're going to take it slow and slow grow, burn, grow as you can. Mm. You know, as the market tells you. That's right. So it's, yeah. it'll be easy to put another building in. And in rock and roll. Yeah, increase our fermenters. The, the still, it's only busy twice a week, right? That's what we do. Twice a week I run. I ran it today, you know, and twice a week I have a production schedule to keep. I've got enough supplies to get through 2023, 2024 season. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fill X amount of barrels, 
by this time and and I'll I'll meet that production schedule. Yeah. And then we'll see how sales go. Yeah. And then if we need to increase our output, well we'll get some more fermenters, <coughs> build another building, have barrel storage and anyway, it's it's one step at a time. Rome yeah. wasn't built in a day. Correct. Correct. And outside of uh coming on this podcast, what have y'all been doing to uh get the name out there marketing wise in what way shapes or form? Uh, we like to donate to charity. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, charitable, wrong with that. charitable events. Uh, we like to go to events out there. Uh, <laughs> was the beer, bacon, and chocolate festival? Mm. That was. That Is was, that the one to Coliseum or the Shucker Stadium? Uh, it was. Uh, you know the place where the haunted house is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. I know oh, what you're talking about. Man, what a zoo! That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and we we do events. You know we do tastings. We uh, have social media. Um, so do y'all offer tours? Do y'all do tours yet? No, we're closed no. to the public. Okay. Yeah. I don't <laughs> don't show up knocking nah, on your door. Yeah. Huh? If somebody calls me, if somebody gets my number and calls me and says, hey, look, I really want to check this out. Right. Yeah. Well, then, all right, you can be my guest. Yeah. And I will put time aside, and you can come and be my guest, and I'll put chairs out and we'll listen to music. Is that and, what and those... Uh, what was, was that picture? Okay, so that was a class, a continuing education class for 50 and over. Okay. At at one of the local colleges and they go about doing these little fact finding missions, let's call it. And so they came and spent an hour and a half with me and I just talked about making rum and of course we drank a little bit. Yeah. Got them all sloshed and yeah, sent them, man, got them on their meds and sent them back home. Yeah. yeah. Careful when you're driving out of here. Y'all. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Make sure y'all get back on that tour bus. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. What, uh, I see the hat. Mm. What's yeah, the, uh, you got some merch. You got some merch. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's flash that. Uh, those, the, that's once again, we we don't sell those, but we do uh, give them oh, to charitable events. Um, the face. Yeah, if, if somebody wants to, uh, there it you goes. Know, there the, it is. Um, you know, you can find them in our charity boxes. You can bid on them. Those are for you guys, though. Okay. Uh, yeah. Did, thank you. Did we talk about how you got the name? You got the name from Longlining. Yeah, I did it to memorialize the 15 years I spent Longlining yeah, in yeah, the yeah, North yeah. Pacific. Mm-hmm. And the millions of hooks I've run. It's, it's super cool. Super cool design, too. What about uh, T-shirts at all or anything oh, like sure. that? People that can, where can they go to get those? To well, buy? you know, there's only three of us right now in this distillery. Right? Okay. There's Amy and I and Juliana. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all of us. And we would like to open up a, an online store mm-hmm. yeah. where we can sell merch. You know, it's we have people pushing for it. But right now, it's... Let's focus just, on what you got to focus, focus on. Focus on yeah. making a good rum, you know, and... um. We are planning on expanding our line of bottles, you know, and, and having other labels to put out. Um, I think one of the things you were asking me was, where are we going from here? Yeah, yeah. I would really like to make authentic brandies. Oh, really? so change up the whole spirit. Well, I'll keep the rum. Right, right, right. But I'm saying, like, go into another limited release. The genre. True brandies. Persimmons are big down here. You ever have yeah. persimmon brandy? No. no I've never had no, it. No, but I like persimmons. I don't know so. if I've ever had a brandy. I, I've tried them before, and they're, they're from what I remember, they're good. Um, but that, again, it's it, like you're kind of like, you're kind of like targeting the ones that are not quite, I would say, as in demand or popular, but that that's like there's the arbitrage. I guess you make a good one. and Yeah. Something with locally produced fruit. Yeah, yeah. You know, apples, plums, peaches. Mm-hmm. Skepanons. 
uh, scupping on. Yeah, that would be fun. That yeah. would be fun. That would that would be a brandy for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and and I think when I hear the name in spirit about brandies, it's like the old school movies. Like that's what they would go drink brandies, yeah. right? Sipping like brandy. The the, yeah. the the affluent people, right? I'm sitting by a fire with a with a cigar, snifter of brandy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. A yeah. Nice cigar. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it, we don't have enough money to do that. You can pretend, <laughs> well, you can, it's yeah, fun well, to pretend. Yeah, that's part. It's part. That's of why it. we drink rum. Yeah. <laughs> we're pirates, man. Yeah. We're pirates of the open sea. The, the it's sweet, right? Brandy isn't it? It's sweeter. Mm. Well, if they add sugar to it, sure is. Okay. A lot mm-hmm. of brandies are adulterated these days. They've been cheating Eth- on their wives. <laughs> when you get an authentic brandy, it's sweet by character. Oh. Ethanol has a sweet character to it. Higher alcohols, the esters that I talk about, there's a sweet flavor to it. In a good made spirit, mm-hmm. try, try take bourbon for example. A well done bourbon, isn't it sort of sweet in your palate? Yeah, some are. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's got yeah. the notes. It's kind of like. Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna go after with those brandies. I like your style. I do like that. Yeah. He's bringing some stuff back. Like, we're gonna make this cool. Old tech. Yeah, old tech. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked before. It can work again. Yeah, why, work yeah, again. Why, why, we can rebuild. Yeah, him. I'm gonna yeah. reinvent the wheel here. No, we no, don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, uh, unless there's anything else you want to touch on, man, I think we covered it. We had a lot of engagement tonight on the comments. I always love to see that. I want to thank everybody that was chiming in, Dan and. Uh, there was there was a bunch of people earlier that was that was mentioning stuff. So I put the links to your where you can buy it, and then also your uh, just regular website. Uh, he's on Facebook as well. Uh, I'll drop that to yeah. You while, uh, while where else are y'all? Your website, Instagram, are y'all on all that? Uh, I think we're just on Facebook right now. You know, there's there's no laws about social media mm-hmm. and advertising alcohol on social media. Correct. So what's happened is the distilling industry has made its own guidelines. And so they tend to only go on things like Facebook because mm-hmm. it's usually over 21. Ah, I got you. Right? So um, we're on Facebook. That's it yeah. for now. Uh, we have our website. It has a 21 yeah, on the, on the, on the website. When you get in there, you yeah, got to put your birth date in and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Killer website, too. Right yeah. now, it's like a little pirate map that you just pulled up. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's our That was our first attempt at a website. No, yeah, I, I yeah, liked it. Was it. Cool. I it was yeah. cool. Very cool. And the cursor changes yeah. when you move it, navigate it around. <laughs> so, so kudos to you. So that's very cool, man. Uh, thank you for stopping by this evening. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing the product. Thank you for making it Mississippi made. We do appreciate and it. Highlighting. Mm-hmm. Can we have this bottle? Oh, yeah. I want to have. I don't want. I want the empty one. I want to put it right here and leave yeah, it right next it. to Crediteds. Yeah, I, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, yeah dude, it was it was, it was, it was it was our pleasure. Uh, it's great stuff. I'm gonna get some for the house. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, have it have it available and and brag at parties uh, <laughs> and have people. Yeah, over. we hung out with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try yeah. some of this. Try some yeah. of this stuff. We know dude. this guy. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, one of the parts about a good spirit is it has an uplifting character to it. Correct. Right. That's you know, the. That's the part of it. That's what makes it so cool, regardless of what the spirit is. You know, that's what people I, together. That's what I shoot for. Yeah, you well, nailed you, it. You nailed it. Yep. And uh, the the total concept, the name, the, the your backstory in in fishing in Alaska, which is even co- cooler to me. And uh, then the, that's the a, art on the bottle yeah, is killer. Yeah, Everything's killer. nailed it. So uh, yep. so so kudos to you. Hats off to you. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Anytime you want to come back on here and 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 do this again, you release a new 
bottle or you get the brandy up and running. Uh, we'll get cigars in here and uh, yeah. we'll pretend to be fancy. Turn this into an old uh, bar yeah, room. Yeah. We'll pretend to be fancy. Uh, yeah. We can, we can tell high tales. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right, 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 right. And uh, I really just thought of that because you said that. I, I feel we did a disservice to him. We should have all been dressed up as pirates tonight. I really yes. feel like we should have done that. <laughs> yes. So next time if it's rum, we're dressing up. I'm going to at least get a hat. Yeah. Eye patch. Yeah, high, yeah. And, and, uh, if and it's a, brandy, we're coming in here as gangsters. Right. right. But uh, <laughs> yeah. No, old Englishmen. D- dressed up uh, like, like like the wigs, the wigs, aristocrats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but for the pirates, I'm getting a fake a fake parrot too. So that'll work. <laughs> anyway, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in the live. The replays and the audio, we appreciate y'all. Go download the Brown Water Banter app if you haven't done it already. Stay connected to and pick up some rum. Pick up some rum for sure, and uh, take some pictures. Tag uh, tag us Facebook page and tag us in it. Let us know what you thought about it. Uh, it's mis- support Mississippi shit. It's cool. That's right. If it's, it's got doing, a sticker on it, buy it. It's got the sticker on it. So uh, uh, y'all keep tuning in. We got a one or two more, Joe, before the before twenty twenty four. No, we got two. We got uh, Sunny Silder, a uh, Sunny Shilt. You can do it. Yeah, you Schindler. Do it. Schindler. There oh, you go. Yeah. You got yeah. Captain Sunny coming yeah, on here. Yeah, he's coming on yeah. here next week. Man, that guy's like the Bruce Lee of fishing. Oh, there, yeah, we there we yeah. go. There we go. Yeah. And then we got the uh, the remake, uh, the Bahio sunglasses. Okay. He had he had COVID, yeah, so he COVID. couldn't get on with it. So apparently it's real. And then we got to get yeah. Then we got to get a show for the. The last week, so that's still out there. I think you know what I want to do for that one. I want to do the year end high school bro. We can do that Christmas do special. That. Even though God, I'd have to come in here for Sunny. I love that guy. He's we'll be incredible. in here next Thursday. Yeah, yeah he's. You I, can sit right there if you want. Well, our yeah. kids went to school together. Man, he is awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a good one. Uh, we have that couch over there. People come over here and just oh, sometimes yeah, sit and watch. Me or... In that corner, talking garbage over there in the peanut gallery. <laughs> it's been start, done. Throw it. It's been done stuff. before. Yeah, let me just tell you. So, but anyway, thanks everybody. We're gonna wrap this up, and we'll see y'all on the next one later thanks so much for checking out the show we really appreciate the support if you haven't downloaded the brown water banter app yet go do it it's free in the app store and on google play we have everything covered for a day out on the water we've got the tides the radar tails and scales app we've got a radio station right inside of it and it's all free all of our content is in there you can listen to the show directly inside of the app make sure you keep your notifications turned on so you can stay in touch with us as we go live with guests in the future and plan events we want to thank our app sponsor taylor and cox law firm if you need any legal representation man like we said before give them a call at 228-696-0111 if y'all keep tuning in we'll keep doing them we'll see you on the next one 